hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. This is The Relevant Podcast. It's Tuesday, February 15th, 2022, and it's The Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. And from Paris, Texas. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> she's in Dallas while we're recording, but she's currently, while you're hearing this, in Paris. Uh, Relevance associate editor Emily Brown. Hey, Bonjour. Oh, there you go. And it is February 15th today. It is the day after Valentine's Day. Um, very sorry to all you single people who are sad this morning and still feeling lonely from last night. Hopefully, this podcast will. Put a smile on your face, make you feel better about this. Life. Is mm-hmm. this podcast is all the companionship you need in your life, and you're, you're welcome. welcome you, you know, it's um, it's not a sad thing. It's um, you know, it's a beautiful thing. This is for the people who woke up happy, even and single the day after yeah. Valentine's Day. Happy and single, and sad and single. Happy and married. Ha- all the all the people. All the we emotions. will be your companion here on today's podcast. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later uh, as part of our New You series that's uh, wrapping up here pretty soon, uh, we talk to author, Pastor Max Licato about biblical health, being biblically healthy and how God's word applies to all aspects of our life. Also, we have your feedback at the end. And right now, stay tuned up next. It's Slices. Listening to Hunter Moreau, the song is Sleepyhead. Well, today's podcast is brought to you by the Lumo Project. Lumo is a visual Bible project that helps you see the gospel through a brand new lens. If you've ever wondered if the gospels talk about the big questions we have in life today, things like fear or anger, worry, relationships, it's all in there. With Lumo, you can experience Jesus' teachings and story in a visual way. Check out Lumo's free scripture videos by searching the Lumo Project at YouTube. I'm telling you, they are beautiful. They're cinematic. They're It's really something. And for other free resources, including small group studies and more, check out LumoProject.com. That's L-U-M-O Project.com. Okay, it's time for... Slices. Okay. Good, good. 
Good. I'm, I'm getting used to it. All right. I'm getting used to it. Yeah. I'm all right with that one. Every right, time I hear Jesse? it. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I have a two for one is just cool and interesting. The others I found kind of funny. Um, uh, and I'll make them reasonably quick. But uh, there was a major breakthrough this week in uh, genetic engineering by scientists in Israel. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but no. uh, scientists developed a method to heal uh, spinal cord injuries in mice. And they their projections are, if they can perfect this, this would potentially be ready for clinical trials uh, for for humans that have suffered severe spinal cord injuries and that have are uh, paraplegic within three years that this could be ready wow. for human trials and um, and it's you know for temporary paralysis the 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 trials of mice had a hundred percent effective rate and permanent paralysis what? had eighty percent and wow. the method is what makes it so interesting is that the only like drug or treatment that is being used is cells from the patient's own bodies. Um, and so essentially, it sounds pretty complicated, but um, the the scientists take fat cells from the patient and are able to separate them in a way and genetically engineer these cells from their own body uh, to revert back to the state of stem cells, specifically uh, like like stem cells, um, you know, when you're an embryo. But this is using current cells from your body to separate them in a centrifuge, use genetic engineering to revert them to the stem cell state. And the stem cells are the cells that actually build the human body. And because they're your own body cells, when they're put into this gel form and injected into the injury spot, your body won't reject them because it's your own body cells. Um, and what they found is these stem cells actually rebuild the spine where it was broken, um, and it's been remarkably effective. It could be a major, major breakthrough wow. um, to, to aid people who have paralysis. But the most interesting part is it's only using cells from your own body to, 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 to heal itself, wow. um, which I think is fascinating. And even the spiritual implications of that is your body's actually healing itself. Uh, I think that's just an interesting thing to think about. when, when you fire. Um, so that, but anyway, you can read more about that. It's, it's pretty complicated, but it also, um, you know, I know issues like, uh, stem cell research had been, uh, very controversial for a while, but the way that they're actually obtaining these stem cells is, uh, ethical and, you know, doesn't have, isn't any cause for concern. Also, have we noticed that like Israel is the one doing all the medical advances? I mean, like, man, they're doing a lot over there for real. For real. The technical advances, medical advances. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. So then I have another one. I just thought it was funny. I'm really pumped about the new Batman movie. Like, I like how it, there's a superhero movie. It's not a Marvel movie coming out that isn't like I like Marvel movies, but they're and, and I know we've talked about them quite frequently on the show. But uh, you know, they they're, they're sort of Disney fied at this point. Like, mm. they're great, but you know, you take a little kid to it or whatever. But it's sort of Disney ish, where Batman still has this edge and darkness. But anyway, new Batman movies coming out. Really excited to see it. But Robert Pattinson's doing a lot of press right now, and I've always when thought does he it was come an out, issue. by the way. I don't even know. It comes out on the 4th. March. Uh, March. March 4th. 4th. Oh, yeah. soon. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right he's doing a lot of press for it. And I always like Rob Pattinson because he seems just like a weird guy. Like a weird yeah. guy who happens Wasn't to be Wasn't he the one who was like doing something with bread during GQ's interview during the pandemic pasta. or something? Pasta. He had invented handheld He was pasta. wanting to invent a new pasta. A handheld lasagna that was held together with with pasta. And he spent most of his time during the filming trying to develop this product. A lasagna um, sandwich. A lasagna sandwich. Basically, yeah. he wanted to create. He, He's a he genius. He pitched it as like the Chipotle of handheld lasagna, where you would go, they would mix it up, slap it together with two pieces of pasta, and you walk out right in your hand like a burrito. 
Sounds like a really great idea. Um, and I love him for thinking of this stuff. But yeah. he had mentioned that th- this role took a big toll on him, particularly because of COVID regulations and things like that. They weren't allowed to go out. You know, you know like uh, they, they try to self-contain the set for a while. And it turns out the Batman suit evidently takes a very long time to get in and out of. So in days that he had to dress as Batman, he got in the suit in the morning and just didn't take it off all day. But most of the day, he was just sitting around wearing the Batman suit. And he said that because of how the mask was, he couldn't even read books very well because it was so awkward to like look down. So he ended up just sitting and making ambient electronics music dressed as Batman. (laughs) You're telling me if if the album was just called... Electronic music made by Rob Pattinson dressed as Batman. I'm in. Like, yeah, I'm like in, no. I've been dressed in a Batman suit for four weeks straight alone with these keyboards in a trailer. I don't care if it's good or bad. It sounds like the most fascinating, one of the most fascinating albums ever made. And, yeah. you know, what else are you get? But I've never really thought about that. Like, if you're one of these superhero movies, you're in the costume all day. And he's like, no, what, you know, I couldn't go outside because, you know, they want the, the costume to leak. It's very important. But that seems like it could mentally mess with you after a while. Like the first yeah. day you're dressed as Batman, you're like, okay, I'm Batman. Like th- three weeks in and you've been dressed as Batman for 15 hours a day, every day. It's got to take a weird mental toll on a human. There's no wonder he his mind drifts to handheld pasta at that point. <laughs> <laughs> or like Thanks. the people who have like four hours of prosthetics every morning mm-hmm. and stuff. They just gotta yeah, wear yeah, this yeah. heavy, you know. I mean, they're they're in it all day long. And you know, yeah. I mean, movie sets are just literally like six minutes of work and sixteen hours of sitting, you know, yeah. waiting. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. well, that's like, why the girl who played Mystique in the original X Men didn't do it because mm. she was like, I can't do four hours of makeup anymore. Really? Yeah. So I didn't know she was. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was like, well, you know, I think they were trying to figure out what's going to be next. And obviously, Jennifer Lawrence mm-hmm. for the next phase went into those joints. But yeah, after a while, she was like, that's the most horrible thing in the world. Four hours of makeup. Robert Pattinson. Is he going to release this music? Has he said? Please it, do. It, he so. hasn't. It, oh, Emily, I know. you're. Are you a fan? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I feel uh, like, Yeah. I have no she's idea been a fan since Twilight. She's, she's 100%. I will not deny that ever. Um, he wrote a song for Twilight and it's like, I think you can find it on Spotify. So he's put out music before. So I would not be surprised if he like dropped this music or this is just turns out to be the Batman soundtrack. I would personally love that. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. I, I, I love that him and um, what's the guy that uh, uh, played Harry Potter? Um, Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, yeah, yeah. To, to, uh, younger millennial elder Gen Z heroes uh, mm-hmm. of Daniel Ratcliffe and Robert Pattinson after the Twilight and Harry Potter franchises ended they just went on a journey to make the weirdest movies they could for like 10 years <laughs> and now they're doing mainstream like literally Daniel Ratcliffe played in a movie where he was a farting corpse for the entirety yeah. of the movie <laughs> like Robert Pattinson did a black and white movie as a lighthouse keeper for A21 where him and William Defoe slowly descend in psychosis like they just wanted to burn it all down for 10 years and they're finally reemerging with, yeah, with, oh, that's A21, yeah. A24. Yeah. Um, you know, they're finally reemerging with mainstream. And Christine role. Kane was not associated with that film. A21 is her tra- <laughs> anti trafficking. Yeah. Christine Kane, I'm so sorry that, uh, you know, I please, I don't recommend you watching The Lighthouse. But either way, I do think it's, I do just love these guys. They just got weird for a long time and didn't care. So good on and them. And then Taylor Lautner just went away. 
Did you yeah. see? Did, yeah. I, I, I know Taylor. Did you see like the, he he was in a film with Kevin James last week or whatever, and it was kind of his first project in a long time. And he kind of was doing some interviews. He did one on Today Show with J, uh, Jason Kennedy about how the Twilight like phenomenon so deeply affected him. Like he couldn't go to oh, a grocery yeah. store and he just, and like he, Man. he's an introvert. And so he just couldn't handle it. And then he talked about when the phenomenon ended and how that absolutely messes with your self-worth, your identity, your self-esteem. Like you go from being trapped in your life because paparazzi's crushing you and people are screaming if they see you. And then all of a sudden, one day after you've withdrawn from the public spotlight long enough, nobody cares about you anymore. And then wow. do I have any value as a person? And like, he really struggled with that too. And he was very op- open about that. And I, I think about all these childhood stars, even like Macaulay Culkin and others, like you got to think about the human side of everything they've gone through after the the fandom you know, gets to their, to that apex and then it kind of goes away. You know, it's like, I can't imagine how that would mess with somebody. Anyway. It, 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 some people deal with it in a lot of ways. Some people, their mind drifts to handheld lasagna bites and, uh, other, <laughs> For know, real. like it's no wonder what these guys get weird. They had weird lives, man. Yeah. You know? Weird lives. That's true. I, I don't know one person that's a creative, that's successful, that doesn't have like weird habits or ticks or or weird yeah. interests because yeah. yeah you if you don't you'll go crazy yeah hmm. interesting all right what do you have emily in paris um mine is absolutely insane so uh, a world famous painting was ruined by a security guard because he got bored and he drew like little doodle eyes on this painting uh it's a famous painting it's called three figures by a russian artist anna laporskava uh it's so it's i converted the money it's a li- worth a little over a million dollars and well, uh, this painting is. yeah basically it's like blank faces um like they don't have any features on their face but it's like three figures um and he drew like little doodle eyes on them on his very first the security guard on his very first day because he was bored and he didn't think anyone would like care or wait, notice wait, i guess wait. hold on, hold on. He didn't think security guard new job first day first he day. sees at an art gallery he sees a painting of mm-hmm. faces without expression or eyes or whatever and yep. he thought first day I'm going to doodle squiggly eyes on these things and nobody will notice. Yeah. Also just on two of the three faces, which I think is funnier that he only did two of them. (laughs) He didn't want to mess the whole paint up. He didn't want to mess the whole paint up. And it's literally just like circles on the eye. Like they're not like good. It's like not adding. It's just little like circle. He said he was bored. His only job is to make sure that the paintings are safe. How is he bored that fast to the point that he wants to deface the art and, that and he's honestly, supposed to be securing. If I'm, if I'm bored, the last thing I'm going to, like, how long did it take to draw two doodly eyes? Like, oh, <laughs> though, that was fun. That killed 25 seconds. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, you have a game like on a your notebook, you can do that. Like, yeah. it's just, uh, why don't, why didn't he just play Wordle like the rest of the world <laughs> exactly. when they bored? Like, this yeah. man defaced a million dollar painting. Yeah. <laughs> so he, um, even if it wasn't a million dollars, like, where's his brain? You know what I mean? Like, thinking yeah. that, is he trying well, to get away like, with it? You work at an art gallery. I feel like it's common sense. The art in there, even if you don't like it, it's probably don't worth on it. A yeah. lot of money. Yeah, don't doodle on it. It's also a finished product. That's why it's hanging up. You don't add to it. And, 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 yeah. and did he just own it? Or was he like, man, I don't know. Someone must have snuck behind me and drove those doodly eyes. I mean, like, he, of all people, would know owned. that there's cameras. Yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. There was like cameras. There was like. Nothing about the, this makes sense. 
Nothing. It was in Russia. They got like the Russian police involved. And so truthfully, this article doesn't have any quotes from him. So I don't know what that means, but oh, he, this was in Russia. He's, oh, yeah. he's he's right oh, he he's may gone. not even be here. Yeah, no, there's, there's, there's no way he's giving a quote. He, he may be up in the upper room. <laughs> I can't tell him. But, but he, real talk, if you go, if you go to prison, no matter what country you're in and, and that's your crime, the first day in, why? Hey, man, what you? What are you in for? Doodly uh, eyes. eyes on a painting, a Russian one, in, a, in an old museum. Wow. I almost wish he had done like the googly eyes, thing? like he had, like glued googly eyes on them. That would have been funnier. Because this yeah. is just like a circle. It's not yeah. good enough. Oh my gosh! All right, what um, you got but there? the painting is being restored, so don't oh, worry. Good, good, good. Oh, good. Okay. Thank, so. thank okay. Still though. Anyway, that's crazy. Um. <laughs> Wow. So my story is a little uplifting. It's actually very uplifting, but it's also extremely challenging. A sixth grader in Oklahoma gave his classmate the Heimlich maneuver and saved a lady from a burning building all on the same day. What? <laughs> That's a yeah. real superhero. Sorry, Batman. Like, yo, yeah. sorry, Batman. But what's his name? Let me find out what little homie name is. He also invented a lasagna sandwich on the same day as well. So Devion, Devion Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Devion Johnson. I want people to dress up like you for mm-hmm. Halloween, bro, because you the real superhero. He said, yeah, he saw one of his uh, classmates struggling, choking, and he gave him the Heimlich. And then he was walking home on his way from school. And there was a bit. First, I'm like, this is crazy for that to happen. Right. And then you're walking home and you see a burning building and he saw a lady in a walker. And he's like, man, she's not moving fast enough. So he goes, helps her get to her truck. To get away from the from the from the burning building, so I thought that was really dope. Like that's some real I know good sixth news. graders, and I know how their brains work. And this is a special kid because yeah. Like yeah. sixth grade yeah. boys are idiots. Just absolutely. He says he idiots. wants to be an EMT. Well, he's wired for it. Good for him. Yeah, I also well, misheard you, Derek. I thought you said a six-year-old for some reason. And I was like, oh, this kid is amazing. No. Sixth grade is still <laughs> impressive. But I was like, how does he even know all of this? Yeah. Six year, hey, if somebody does that at six years old, they're going to be the president of the United States. Like, yeah, that's exactly. just what that is. All right. Well, <laughs> that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Max Lucado joins us. listening to Hillsong Young and Free. The song is Freedom is Coming, Reimagined. Well, this week's conversation is part of our New You series, an eight-week limited content series presented by our friends at UHSM. Every week, uh, we speak with leaders and experts on ways we can be healthier in spirit, mind, and body. Uh, We're posting new articles every Tuesday and Thursday over at RelevantMagazine.com. And here on the Tuesday episode of the podcast, you hear conversations that are part of the series as well. Well, our guest today is Max Licato. He's a speaker, pastor, and author who's published dozens of books over the last 40 years. He sat down with our very own Tyler Huckabee to discuss what it means to be biblically healthy and how God's word is important for every single area of our lives. Here's our conversation with Max Licato. 
there was a decision to uh, sort of update 316, which is a, a classic of yours. And I'm wondering what that experience was like for you of updating something you wrote and, and obviously it had a profound impact. Uh, I don't like rereading things that I wrote like two weeks ago. <laughs> so I'm wondering what it was like for you to go back to this and, and look over something that you did uh, such a long time back. In this case, the 316 book is a book based on the scripture, John 316. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, I love that scripture. I love it. I think I love it because, number one, I'm such a bad sinner apart from Christ. And number two, I'm not very bright. And so the the scripture is so helpful because it summarizes it, it summarizes the Christian gospel and every word matters. And so if a person wants to really ponder the great ideas, the great promises of our Christian faith, one way to do that is to take a good look at John 3:16. And so I I felt like uh, reintroducing that book, which considers John three sixteen, would be timely, uh, because I I do think that the Christian faith is uh, people are rejecting something other than the Christian faith. They're they're rejecting maybe uh, someone else's uh, abdication of the Christian faith or co opting the Christian faith. They're 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 thinking that the Christian faith is far right politics, or they're thinking that the Christian faith is is that particular view on that particular topic. And and I I like the idea, Tyler, of every so often calling people back to just here's the gospel. Here it is, right here. Accept it, reject it. But here it is. God loves. God gave. Uh, we believe. We live. That's it. It's that simple. It's it's that clear. Obviously, if you know one Bible verse, it's probably John three sixteen. Its ubiquity has uh, has uh, in some ways maybe almost done a disservice to it uh, because of how how familiar we are with the message. Why do you think? What is it about that scripture in particular that is such a a hold? on us well you're getting it right there yeah yeah uh it 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 is uh it is familiar uh so familiar that uh we assume that we get it and so that that plays against us somewhat and i think we just need to kind of overcome that and say you know there's a reason that it is so familiar and it has been for centuries a cherished scripture uh, Martin Luther uh, said, if there's one scripture that can heal my ailments, it is John 3.16. Of course, John Newton, uh, the great author of Amazing Grace, cherished John 3.16 and called it his life verse. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I'm an old drunk, and, and I think those of us who who really, I mean, I was rescued by the gospel. I'm, I'm, I'm not just stating that. I was rescued. I mean, I was a train going over the cliff, and uh, the gospel really rescued me. It's not when I, for me, the question was not, uh, is there a God? But the question was, could God forgive a jerk like me? And, and John 3.16 says, yes, for God so loved Max that he gave his one and only son. Uh, and so that, that 
that's the reason John 3.16 has become such a cherished verse in my life and, and always has been. first part of John 3.16, I think, is the part that we really gravitate towards, for God to love the world, right? Um, but I think the second part, the the conditional part of this verse, as we understand it, whosoever believes in him shall not perish, we sort of bristle up that, uh, because there's, uh, obviously, this has been a source of struggle for Christians and, and non-Christians alike, and and uh, there's lots of different interpretations out there about what that means. I'm curious about your reflections on the this part, the second part of John 3.16? What a great question. That is a great question. And bristle, that's the good word. That's the bristle, yeah. I remember when I was writing this book some 16, 17 years ago, I was on an airplane and I was working on it. I had my Bible open. I had my notepad out and I was working. And the guy next to me uh, was curious what I was doing. And I, I said, I'm writing a book based on this verse. And, and I showed it to him in the Bible. And I don't know if he had read the verse or not, but he bristled. Tyler, just like you said, he said, you know, I don't need God to give anything to me. He just stated it like that. For God so loved the world that he gave. And it was an affront to him. Uh, there, the verse, it's, it is a beautiful scripture that is memorized by children all the time. But when you look at the scripture, uh, it, is a, it is a profound statement because if it, number one, it says that belief in God through Jesus Christ is what saves us, not belief in self. And it states, number two, that we need somebody to save us, that we need somebody to save us. We can't save ourselves. And here's what, boy, this really ticks people off. It it presents a dualistic outcome to history. Uh, some will be saved, eternal life, and some will perish. They will spend eternity separated from God. And boy, those are uh, the, we love the first one, eternal life, uh, but the idea of, of, of discussing, you know, eternal death or being separated from God, uh, that's not a big, you know, nobody talks about that in late night television. So that phrase, uh, eternal life in there. Uh, I think that sometimes we have, maybe maybe because of the artistic depictions of heaven, we have this idea of eternal life being sort of like a never-ending church service. And that doesn't always sound necessarily super fun <laughs> for people who are thinking about heaven. So maybe I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about what you think eternal life means. Yeah. But the challenge is that we tend to take the physics of this life the limitations and rules of this life and and assume uh, that 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 we'll take those with us into the next life, which nothing could be further from the case. But for example, the reason we get bored in this life is because our mental capacity is limited. My brain gets tired. My eyes get tired. My body gets tired. And so my mind wanders. And so I think, okay, well, I'm going to go into eternal life with a brain that gets tired, eyes that get tired. My mind will wander. Oh my goodness, eternal life. That doesn't sound like any, oh my goodness, it sounds horrible. Nothing could be further from the case. And I get so excited at the opportunity to discuss the Bible's promise of heaven. In the Bible's promise of heaven, number one, we will live on a renewed earth. 
renewed earth, restored completely in its pristine beauty, ever growing, ever changing, that garden of Eden that we were intended to know. Uh, more important, personally, we will live in a renewed body, a body that knows no aging, no pain, no weariness, no fatigue, uh, no, no illness, uh, no grave, no tears. What it just It's beyond what we could ever imagine. And then in a restored relationship w- with our Heavenly Father. Uh, in which we will uh, understand who he is and will receive our assignments for eternity. Uh, I don't think we can ever quite comprehend what it's going to be like, but uh, I trust our Heavenly Father in that. And he, he is preparing a place for us to live with him forever. I think it's it's easy to see what uh, ramifications this verse has on eternity for us. What does this verse mean for our day-to-day lives on a practical level? Uh, how does internalizing John three sixteen change the way we approach our everyday life here? Well, I th- I think uh, at the risk of oversimplifying things, which I again can do, tend to do. I think the whole purpose that we've been placed on this planet is to say yes or no to God's grand invitation. And the grand invitation is, would you be a part of my great idea for a redeemed society? Uh, Live with me forever in a perfect world, on a restored planet, in a renewed body, in a restored relationship with me. And enjoy me forever, and I enjoy fellowship with you forever in a tearless, graveless, uh, fearless world. Uh, And so that's God's grand invitation. That's it. So my thinking is that I've been placed on this planet to say yes or no to that. Uh, I can say no, and billions of people do. Billions of people do. Uh, Or I can say yes. And if I say yes then God takes up residence within me and says, what I'm going to do is use the remaining years I have allotted for you on earth or days, however long. I'm going to use those to shape you into the type of vessel through whom I can issue this invitation to other people because I'm wanting to get the word out and I'm choosing people. I'm choosing people as my tool uh, of getting the word out. Well, that was Max Licato. You can read more of that conversation over at relevantmagazine.com. You can find it and also the other entries in our new you series by clicking on the life tab up there in the nav bar and you'll see a new you in the drop down. Just click there and you'll see the whole series. It's a variety of topics from relational health to physical health to biblical and spiritual health and more. Uh, this conversation is fantastic. You don't want to miss it. Go over to relevantmagazine.com. Hey, and while you're rethinking a lot of stuff here in 2022, all aspects of our life are wanting to improve and as you rethink your healthcare, look into UHSM. They offer member-based programs where faithful people can take charge of their own healthcare, from telehealth options to plans that cover the unexpected moments in life. UHSM has something for everyone. For more information, head over to uhsm.org or contact a representative at 800 900 
800-900-8476. Again, check out uhsm.org or call 800-900-8476. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's your feedback. listening to Dill Dion. The song is pouring outside. It's spring, spring showers. They bring April flowers. All right. It's time for your feedback. Uh, you know, it's the day after Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving is after Valentine's Day. You know, to some people, if you have a date, I guess it is Thanksgiving. For those of us who don't, it's not Thanksgiving. But Emily, is it Thanksgiving for you? Valentine's this is not Thanksgiving. No, not Thanksgiving. Thank you for reminding me. All right. Anyway, Dang. we asked y'all in light of Valentine's Day, we asked y'all what your all-time worst date was. See, so for those extremely single ones of us in this, we want to feel better about ourselves by hearing about your terrible dates. So our lack of dates feel better. Okay. So there you go. I would so feel better we, if you didn't call me extremely single. Hey, I'm talking about myself. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. I was just... <laughs> Anyway, all right. So you guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and uh, other places uh, and told us your all time worst dates. Here's a few of our favorites. All right. So my homegirl, Bethany, my homegirl, the, the, the winner of the uh, of the last game we played uh, a couple weeks oh, ago. That's right. Yeah. yeah. She said my boyfriend showed up at my house for a date and he said, let's go for a walk. And then he dumped me instead. <laughs> <laughs> he said right after going on a free vacation with my family uh, well then she continues to say we broke up in the park and years later i passed the route we sat on and the squirrels were making baby squirrels nature heals itself wow <laughs> wow, wow, wow i want to know wow did he know he was going to break up with her before the family vacation or did he go on the family vacation and realize I'm out. I don't want to be a part of this. I kind of think is that full immersion. You're kind of like, I don't know that I'm signed up for this. You know what I'm saying? It's bad, but yeah, that's tough. Yeah. On certain sitcoms, they talk about like, okay, you know, relationship progresses. I will use that kind of lingo. And then they're like, I don't want to be with this person anymore. And they ask their buddies, like, how long do I, how much time do I got to put in before I can break it off now? You know what I'm saying? So like he goes on the free family vacation. He should have, put in a little bit more time. You can't do like the next day. Yeah. I'm breaking he, up with he's you. Like the, he's like the guy at Universal in the free hot dogs or whatever that uh, we talked about a couple months ago where it's like he just keeps going. He just kept going back get the free stuff and then now he's I'm like Dale that's whack bro <laughs> Bethany if I if I if you tell me who that guy is we will uh, do a taking and I'll go grab him and beat him up. Tell him put on a track suit so I can identify him. Yep. Uh, this one from Mike Murphy. This is see, it's all about timing, you know. Mike says he went to visit his girlfriend at Bible school in another state for the weekend. Uh, he does practice this was an unhealthy relationship, but he said they broke up. He broke up with her in the parking lot of a restaurant after a huge fight. But he forgot in the moment that it was her birthday and that the dinner was to meet friends to celebrate. So oh, no. he broke up with her in the parking <laughs> lot. 
you know, anyway, uh, he said uh, <laughs> he went he went to leave, but she refused to drive him back to campus to get his car and drive home. And that was bad. This is quite a bit of time ago before Uber was a part of our lives. So he ended up waiting in the parking lot until a mutual friends let me ride back with them. <laughs> Look, Mike, don't, one, don't hey. break up with people on the birthday. Two, if yeah. you must, if you must, not prior to the birthday dinner, especially if the said person you're breaking up with is your only ride. You right. know, yeah. I think a lot of life was think it out yeah, yeah exactly. him sitting in the parking lot was his punishment for not thinking this yeah. through so yeah exactly i don't feel yeah. too bad for you yeah like, um yeah. i'm gonna sum up this one so someone sent like an actual message because i asked for details on twitter and she she gave us some good details so she had been on she'd been doing online dating and she matched with a guy who had she mentions that he has a quote from pride and prejudice which is very funny to me um but they i don't think they actually went on any dates but they talked on the phone and he told her that he likes to sing and him and his friend made Christmas music, Christmas music videos. Uh, and he sent one to her and she watched it. She thought it was hilarious and that, like he had a really good sense of humor. But it turns out he was being serious and he was not aware of how cringy these Christmas music videos were. And uh, that was to me, that's a red flag. Number one, uh, if you are not aware that you're making cringy content, I my family will make fun of you. I will make fun of you. It's yeah. not going to work out. Um, but they kept talking and he made several off-putting comments about him being financially well off uh, and just kept bragging about his wealth. But, oh, sorry, they did go end up going on a date. He did not offer to pay for the meal and he talked about himself the whole time. And so obviously it didn't work out, but she said his Christmas videos forever live in my head as the most hilarious YouTube videos ever made. Oh, so. we, we need to track down. If yeah, on YouTube. I, I would like to see them if they're oh, still yes. She sent a link. Oh, oh, yes. You better share that oh, link yes. with us. Okay, okay. Share that thing. Um, but I just like that you talked about it because as someone who has been on online dating, it is the worst thing in the world. I it's mm. it's just terrible. People that have like success stories, I think they're lying and are being paid by like <laughs> Bumble or Hinge to make it better. But like, I don't. I don't believe it. Is that bad? Is that bad? Uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty terrible, guys. I had some <laughs> bad stories. We should have a whole segment, Emily, where you just lay them out because I'm very interested. Uh, I've tweeted some, um, and there was one. I think my favorite I've ever like came across was a guy. The very first photo on his profile was him at a funeral, looking into the casket. Oh God! Uh, so I'm watching. I'm watching. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! We are silently watching this guy's Christmas video. It's he, it's rough. And he, he really, thinks this is good. Like he he's did this for real. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! Dude, I appreciate the swag factor. I'm not gonna lie. You, you guys can hate Emily. How does you can a guy hate... like this have that kind of confidence? You know what I mean? <laughs> look, look, I don't it's have clear. that kind of confidence. They'll be releasing twelve videos, one per day, the twelve days leading up to Christmas. Look, oh, I thought the guys, 12 days of Christmas was 12 days after Christmas. Isn't it? Isn't it December no. 25th too? I, no, so 12 uh, days I, I don't Christmas. know what it is, but this ain't it. <laughs> Look, guys, he's, he's the one that got away. Because if, you, if you're bringing swag like this every year, that's a keeper. I don't hey. care. He got that, you know. He got that Rick Patino swag. Here's like, my here's like my favorite hair part. Of it. Back. Yeah. Here's my favorite part. Yeah. Of it. This is 11 years old. 213 views in 11 years. <laughs> you got to think that this girl and her family and her friends are 208, 208 of them. And then we're the other three. So 
Oh <laughs> man! <laughs> anyway. I mean, you, and you know he's got to notice the spike because at this point, this is a significant <laughs> yeah. spike. He got an alert. He's oh, yeah. a relevant bump. Oh man, he just got the alert. <laughs> he brought the random joints back. You spike. Hey, hey, Emily, just with no context from the relevant podcast Twitter account, just tweet this video with no no explanation. No explanation. No, no, no tweet, comment on the video. Just put the put six fire emojis and then just, you know. <laughs> this is so good. Keep making this. Pure oh heat. Pure heat right here. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, there's a lot more where that came from. Go check out the replies at relevant podcast Twitter account. Okay. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. All right. Well, this one went in an unexpected direction because we we're very inspired by the Christmas serenade that we just experienced offline. Um, it got us thinking. We've all had the cringy videos come across our path, whether it be an ex that made it for us or just something we've found on the internet. And it's just the thing that you can't handle. It is the cringiest thing. We want your cringiest videos and bonus points. If you are somehow connected to it or have a story that's connected to it, I don't know. I'm not saying you have to be in it, but you know, there's some context why it's so cringy for you. Uh, That would be uh, bonus. So there you go. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. You can send us the links there. We will play them on next week's show. I can't wait. Although I do hate really, really cringy, cringy stuff. I can't. I love it. Have thoughts. a great time. I have to come back for this because I love I am, this. Yeah. Uh, yes, you do have yeah, to come Derek's back. Derek's just going to yeah. make fun of it. Yes. Jesse's going to yes. revel in it. Just and I'm just like, in. I want to just crawl under the desk. I can't handle how I love you know? it. I think Jesse and I are going to be on the same page. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to love it. I'm going to sit by my just, own, yeah. probably. I'm the guy who skips Scott's Tots. Jesse, that's his favorite episode or one of yeah, them. You exactly. know? That, yeah, cringy. that one is painful. So I'll give you that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I find cringy, no. super cringy stuff painful because I don't know. Anyway, it's a journey, guys. It's a journey. <laughs> I have a heart. Okay. Wow. Oh, well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Max Licato for joining us today. Make sure to check out the Q&A with him and all the other great content in the New You series. It's right there at relevantmagazine.com and it's sponsored by UHSM. Thank you to them. Also, while you're at the website, make sure to check out the winter issue of Relevant. Our spring digital issue is coming soon. So it's the last few couple weeks of the winter issue. If you haven't checked it out, make sure to. Amazing A-list celebrities, thoughtful think pieces and hard-hitting issues. There's a lot of great content. It's right there. It's available for free at relevantmagazine.com. So just click on the magazine tab. Also, make sure to check out relevantstore.com for uh, merch and our upcoming print edition, uh, podcast swag. There's a bunch of stuff there. Check out relevantstore.com. There's some really good deals going on right now. And while you're at the website, don't miss our daily devotional series, Deeper Walk. It's presented by Lumo. There's a morning devotional email you can get, or you can check it out under the faith section right there at relevantmagazine.com. Hey, if you like the show, let people know about it. Rate it, review it wherever you listen, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever. Uh, It helps people, helps the algorithm, helps more people discover the show, and we appreciate the feedback. But again, only if you like the show. We don't want your feedback if you don't. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Emily Brown. Emily in Paris. All right. We will see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. 
Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. Electronic music made by Rob Pattinson dressed as Batman. I'm in. Relevant Podcast Network.